Hi everybody, and welcome to my review for Sadistic's new EP album thing, Delirium. You never know what to call them these days because the old school concept of an album is kind of going away in this digital era of upload X number of tracks and hit submit through DistroKid or however you do your shit. Anyhow, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. This is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. As an example, today it is my pleasure to be talking about Sadistic's Delirium. So before we get into it, I do want to give a quick shout-out in advance to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsa, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. And if you want to see a particular album reviewed in a quick period of time, and it's the best way for you to do that, the YouTube comment requests, well, it'll come when it comes. The uh, patron requests, I kind of have a kind of an obligation to deliver. With that out of the way, why don't we get into this review? I like to start everything off talking about my familiarity and contextualizing where I am at with my fandom with a particular artist because at the end of the day, most of the people clicking on the videos with the length I make them, y'all are fans. There is the core audience. Y'all are dope. I like y'all. Um, but mostly it's fans of the artists that have listened to the album that are going to go through this in-depth experience. So um, I like to be frank with y'all. In this case, I have heard the name Sadistic on Google, reading up on other people, but I have never consumed his music before today. Uh, but I did get a Facebook notification from the good homie Ismail Gadamsi and he recommended this album. I put it on and I'll be honest, I was looking to review something that was short today because I had extra time with the day off, but we're a little bit behind on some other reviews. So seeing the length of this project at like 15 minutes, six tracks, it felt like a great opportunity to discover what Sadistic is about. So I went through the review. I uh, consumed the music and um, I'm pretty excited now to be ready to talk about the album a little bit, but bear with me. The project dropped the day I am recording this. So if I'm off, if I miss nuances and stuff as we go through it, I apologize in advance and with that i look forward to all of your comments correcting me letting me know anything that i just don't because the guy's wiki page is not very big and um i don't like to watch a lot of interviews and other reviews before i do mine so that my impressions are based off of my experiences with the album and often what happens is after the fact i learned a lot of great stuff that could have been helpful but that would have taken away from the honesty of what i do here on that note i love the title delirium i mean it's just a word that distorts reality you picture people in a way trapped inside of their mind unable to process what's actually going on to a point where maybe you concoct and fabricate a reality that you exist within inside of yourself as a coping mechanism i mean hold up one quick second why don't we just read the damn dictionary definition why am i trying to guess here i am typing that in right now and the word delirium what it means is an acutely disturbed state of mind that occurs in fever intoxication and other disorders and is characterized by restlessness illusions and incoherence of thought and speech I was pretty close. I'm, I'm okay with what I said before that. And a similar definition is wild excitement or ecstasy. So on the other hand, you get the drug stupor side. It's a good word. It's it's a really cool, like, because it kind of sets its tone for an album. You know that what you're going to get is probably not meant to be taken in a literal this is what's up it's gonna be like instantly i feel more of a satirical take more of a commentary just just because of a title so i thought that was cool then you see this cover where you have these people like these like i guess figures and they have like the the strings like a puppet master is controlling them i think they're Mar mariettes or whatever um and it kind of looks like a, a puppet master guiding these haunted depressed like honestly like they look they look like angst in living form in this dark horror room like everything in this world is 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 evil and scary and i love the the, the theme i like the coherency of it so yeah if you dig this um i linked the dude's band camp along with the spotify link and if you think it's dope uh buy the album i think it's cool once uh 
my money's a little less quarantine tight um, and we can go back to normal ass living, I will uh, be a little more inclined to maybe buy this one because uh, it's not expensive. And I, I think like in general, I can't ask people to support me if I'm not going out there and supporting people. So it's something I'm going to do a little bit more of in the future. Uh, not today, but in the future, it's a, it's a tight month. Uh, on that note, let us get into it because there are six tracks i'm excited to talk about them and yo we can say that my feelings are ultra so i don't know anything about what his old sound is right all of my impressions are going to be based off of this so for you long time fans if this is some new stuff or something that deviates from what you fell in love with whatever i'm rolling with what i've heard um instantly this beat produced by dead angel comes in in I don't know, I guess Suicide Boys is the first name that, like, pops into my head if I were to pick, like, a sound to correlate to that, like, horror-y side of Trap. Like, it's got, like, a more scary, anxious feel. But I want to give this dude credit because as much as I'm saying that, I like the tone because I could, like, jam out to this. Like, I'm a big fan at this point in my life of trying to, like, fit extra little bits of, like, moving into my day so like you could wash the dishes or you could wash the dishes while effectively mashing out and having a grand time sure it takes longer but it certainly gets your heart rate up and this the kind of music like i would throw on to like bounce to to like fucking throw myself into and and go in washing dishes i'm not sure if that's what a sadistic was going for a honky from montreal fucking uh bouncing around washing dishes and you know if i if i had a car i would be like banging out in the car too this is proper it's got a vibe to it and i really appreciate that vibe i really like the beat um lyrically it's cool too because the song starts off and it's got like oh sorry i had a different thing open this beat is actually produced by enochi uh i think i said that wrong still and the last beat is produced by dead angel so i apologize right now for mixing that up i had the wrong page open on the internets here either way uh ultra starts off with a little spoken word intro that according to genius is taken from night of the living dead it makes sense it kind of describes zombies and shit coming back to life something that's being reported as facts or it is ominous intro and it really really works i i like it it just kind of has this tone then the way the beat maker tag drops right before uh he starts rapping normally i'm not like the biggest fan of beat maker tags but i don't know i guess beat makers got better at making their beat maker tag sound like an innovative part of the beat like a hype thing and i just gotta throw in on this extra commentary bit beat maker tags are fun now i'm kind of into them i used to hate them no, I kind of like him. Anyway, so then he comes through with this like trappy kind of like devil inside me, meddling, telling me get us alive. Enemies die when they enter my side. It's got like that kind of a flow to it. But the way he rides the beat is just proper. And I kind of like the lyrical outlook of his track, right? See, so like devil inside me, meddling, telling me get us alive. Enemies die when they enter my sights. See, so I this person, I'm going to just project my interpretations here. Uh, fucking battling demons inside of them, kind of making you live more on the edge less caring about consequences to the point where you're willing to take out an enemy that enters your sights inhale everything's fine inhale steadily high and i really like that because rhyming inhale and inhale which we did just see on the eminem album that's fine uh is pretty it's, it's fun right because it kind of gives you the context uh you're using marijuana or whatnot to cope with the extremely stressful environment and circumstances that surround you whether it's emotional situations or physical poverty or a bunch of other shit regardless it's a kind of universally relatable idea in my opinion flow through the sky like it's enter the void i feel like enter the void's a reference to something okay i don't know what it is but i like the idea of him kind of keeping on with the with this like tone what we're getting i find it's like a series of like ideas that string together a mindset that you can connect to and i think that's what my favorite part of what i heard on this album was is that i don't know i'm in my 30s and i still wake up feeling kind of like how this shit uh feel like feel like projects you know like this kind of anxious battle uh conflict of what you know you feel versus this is not the greatest explanation but it's it's like 
just the inability to find like that peace to feel like your existence is like kind of a chaotic emotional rush anyway they'll remember my voice if i soak them in fire here's an open reply to all those who defy that's an interesting line too because it's almost like you've got to lash out and do something more controversial or aggressive or to attack or to be some kind of bigger figure in order for people to care or to give a shit um which is true like as much as people claim they like nice guys uh joe exotic is king right now because he's so fucking preposterous you know uh look what he did to carol baskin man have you seen the the come here kitty or hello yeah come here kitty video it's fucking wild if you really think about it anyway get injected with poison uh, innocent not it in sin i love that that is one of my favorite lines on this this album not so much to get injected with poison that could be like drugs that could be like the media consumption it's kind of like i like it because it's top level in the sense that you can kind of add and apply a lot of different definitions to it and uh it's definitely relatable it might not be new but then he comes across with that not innocent not it in sin just the way he drops it it's basically a perfect homophone in the way he rhymes that and like it's it's cool it's like to me at least the language geeking me just like comes out like i can't help but love it you know nocturnal nights not in the sense and the way he makes not in the sense also kind of rhyme in and just lay on it just shows his talent and his ability as a rapper as his ability to put words together in an order that is dope and because of that i don't need this to be like the most let's say insightful new realms of poetic philosophy that i've heard before because the truth is he's rapping relatable shit in a way that's dope and fresh in my opinion so it's super cool um nods with the pen monster within again it's all keeping up with the rhyme skin and i like the idea of him taking all of this anxious energy that he's put forth in this this feeling of being a sinner in this world of maybe being like the monster and shoving it into the rhymes and creating this honest projection of his soul onto the track and i just really really appreciate when people do that kind of thing like there it might like again it might not be new in terms of stuff i've heard but it sounds authentic in that i really believe that he really feels and projects this emotion in a way that i can connect to as opposed to coming off disingenuous like some of the more emo cats who are doing it for the the payday we could say um gone with the wind walking the plant talk with the fish god in the flesh that's an interesting line because it makes me think of job going through tribulations and being in the belly of the fish and whatnot hard as abyss when i pop in a clip i still can't feel my face how am i moving people were real at first now it's kabuki i don't know what kabuki is but i still kind of like the idea of him being lost and then you know intoxicated and kind of faded as his mind is kind of tripping and losing semblance of reality almost entering this state of delirium whether it's just the toxic environment of life fucking up his mind and his ability to function or whether it's a narcotic substance of some kind or another either way it's just like he captures this emotion brilliantly like my house is spooky my outlook is gloomy you sleep with the sushi my mouth is a newsy my sound is so brutal my life is a movie my eyes are like rubies when i hit the doobie so you just picture a stunned up motherfucker with a realistic blunt perspective smacking you in the face with harsh reality to a point where it hurts because people who come in with this level of perspective often shatter the reality of the happy people who think the world is a great kind place like i don't know i'm more like this dude than say other people so i kind of see where ismail may have been coming off with him telling me i might like this shit overall rest of the track follows out through he does i like the way he ends up with Arid elifus levy mb or levi i said that wrong i googled that guy i realized i want to read his shit now i don't know who he is but he sounds fascinating and i should know who he is you know so i like the fact that he's like fuck your yves saint laurent fucking you know mainstream style of fashion things i'm gonna go on this fringe shit and be with the demons in fire i did get the idea that elifus levy is related to some kind of dynamic de- demonic imagery based on what i saw on the wiki page real quick um i couldn't fully understand the outro in terms of the words the guy in genius who put the lyrics out today also couldn't so fair enough but i do just like the vibe it has i like the fact that there's like this haunting instrumental break like it's this verse and then there's like this little pause for a while and just kind of sets mood you get this eerie outro chorus thing 
and then the track just ends and you're left with like this experience like this gloomy atmosphere that you can dance to while you're feeling mopey so in a sense this is an antidepressant because you're going to then go ahead and dance which will get your endorphins going and biologically force you into a better mood that's right sadistic is curing motherfucking depression I gave this track a 4.5 on 5. I thought it was super dope. Let's talk about The Plague. So I know there was a music video for the last one, but it was like him standing in front of a mic. Probably like some quarantine shit. Like we can't go anywhere, so fuck it. I'm gonna make do with what I have. Still look pretty fresh, so it was nice, but I'm not a huge music video guy. I'm just not. Most music videos are boring. The imagery in the music video to this track, The Plague, was better. Um, I felt like it had like this cool... Uh, kind of like symbolism driven eerie cryptic shit going on and it felt like there was a plot but i watched it once i thought the girl was cute and i was like okay that's it i'm not gonna ever watch it again um often i, I just never have commentary on videos ah, but how do y'all feel about music videos i'd be curious to know your thoughts are you into them do you like feel like the video matters i've really become an album guy so like even the singles individually like certain tracks work on certain playlists for certain times but if i'm in a music mode i find myself ever since doing this channel really playing albums through because like it's a bigger experience and i do want to say the way the album flows together these six tracks there's a lot of different sounds like the plague is extremely different sounding as it evolves in its composition and structure than the other tracks on this album uh you know and it's a great flow from ultra though like it doesn't feel like a completely disjointed experience like it completely makes sense that this is the next song i don't know if you know what i mean but like songs that are placed together in the right order feel right when you like listen to the project so it has that snug feeling and i really appreciated that um it immediately starts off the jump like i think it's like from the zero uh it's like the body's still lit of the plane the water's been tinted with stains and he does the first time in like this subdued calm like throttled voice before like the second time he repeats the chorus he comes in full and i i, I know it's like done to death but it's one of those things that's just when it's done right like he does it here it's delightful and i really enjoyed the way this track starts off it was this is the longest one the one commentary i can say about most of the other tracks is they're like two and a half minutes or less uh there's one other one above two and a half minutes but it's under three so for short tracks it's cool but this one is like a full track experience but what he does with it is just fucking it's nice so you have that picture right it's called the plague and an interesting title in light of what's going on in the world. And so the body's still under the plane. A bunch of people are dead. The water's been tinted with stains. You can picture the blood or maybe the water's tinted with disease or cholera or I don't know, one of these things. I think one of the plagues came from shit in the water or something like that. Your God is indifferent to pain. That's a cool line, right? Because regardless of yo like praying and a lot of the religiousness and if you look at people right now being like the blood of jesus is protecting me from coronavirus or um watching how like a large community gathered in brooklyn after one of the rabbi leaders was killed by coronavirus for a funeral it's like i guess your god doesn't feel pain like others and it's in a sense even the followers of this god don't register pain in the same way anecdotally I have noticed with the Christians I've met, and not all Christians, just the particular ones I've met that make sense for the example I'm trying to make here, and there is a, set, a percentage of them, a smaller one, but uh, they they just kind of don't care about what's going on in the world because their soul's covered so if they die it's like cool we get to be with jesus and so they can like live their life indifferent to the pain of other people so i suppose you could argue that the god of these people is indifferent to pain if that's how the manifestation of the people are or that god just allows pain to exist regardless of the ramifications and it's a, it's an interesting line like i'm of the the belief that god creates pain because it's part of life and it teaches it is, a, it is a humility like this whole COVID situation is in fact going to take a lot of young people and give them a higher sense of appreciation for a lot of things in life. A lot of us are going to appreciate, I guess, minimum wage workers and shit more because, yo, at the end of the day, I'm finding myself saying thank you to like every cashier I encounter because like, yo, these people is out there taking risks so that I can have a cushy life. That kind of stuff registers on me, you know? You all think you're different. You're not all that different. Love the line.
one of my like biggest grievances with underground hip-hop even is just that everyone thinks they're different and then people individuals everyone thinks they're different fascinatingly enough the concept of individuality right um isn't like a historical proof of, of thing for poor people or middle-class people it was almost like up until a hundred years ago everyone just did their part and played the role and was born into shit um, so this whole everyone's special everyone's different everyone's got unique ideas thing it's a lot less true in fact that even that's like programming existed to create deviation so you could sell red shirts to those people or green shirts to those people and increase sales across the board because if everyone has a gray shirt you know it, it's just like like it's a lot of this is capital and politics that created a lot of the idea of individualism that leads us to all have this egotistical perception that we matter in a significant way bigger than we are my ego took so many hits as i learned the hard way that there's a shit ton of people like exactly like me with better skills than i and the truth is with like a population pushing 8 billion people on the planet the statistical probability of you being a realistically distinct and non-different person is unlikely there's just a shit ton of people that are so similar to you but you're not that different so many people make the same predictable choices at a micro level with small sample sizes you see a lot less deviation i find than when you jump that number up to a million people and you start looking at macro numbers and all of a sudden people are just really the same anyway and i like how he kind of like takes a different outlook i think maybe classes or ethnicities or genders or whatever and all of us fit in a grave and then if you think about a plague right um why part of the reason this is so scary and why i don't believe this is some government plot is because plagues fuck up rich people like that shit is just like everybody it's an equalizer it has no prejudice right so something like a plague would without discrimination kill us all ignoring our physical differences it doesn't matter where you are or how old you are well maybe your age matters in some plagues but like you get the point i'm trying to make it's an equalizer and then he repeats it and it's a dope start and then i feel like he's he's like taking on the embodiment of the feeling of a plague maybe it's against an attitude or whatever but watch how i kill what i hate the audience is filled with the plague again monuments built in their name again toxic instilled in the braids feeling ashamed so it's almost like in this case it's a mindset or a mentality or something toxic that's infected the people that's interesting and i kind of get where he's coming from if you live in america and i include canada in this north american perception it's hard to not look around and feel like there are toxins instilled in the brains of a lot of people with the opinions and ideas and it's like everyone's aware that we're manipulated on social media but everybody acts like an expert even though like all their information comes from bubbles force fed through social media like i get most of my information not on facebook i read a bunch of books i try not to do shit i try to keep my sources as varied as possible but i guess when you look around with any kind of pragmatism it looks like there's a plague of ignorance that's just fucking up shit everywhere because i mean the polarization of life all these labels all these different ways to differentiate us at the end of the day where a fucking coronavirus shows up and we're all fucking stuck at home and you know being the same regardless of although shrek does look like in his mansion he's having a much better time i'm gonna move on since all of you love still since all you love still burn to ashes we reassembled and turned to statues gargoyles they perch on chapels surge a surface immersed in blackness tongues are tungsten lungs are sunken a hunger lingers when stomach comes hymns i love the way he rhymes i love the way he can see like it doesn't sound disjointed all of this is like just really well written like hunger stomach hums hymns like that's just a good use of grabbing the right words to to make your rhyme patterns flow keep it all sonically sounding nice and it's just this diverse vocabulary that he's throwing here just to kind of show i feel like disappointment in this toxic setting of like nihilism taking over because what's the fucking point you know to summon something succumb to numb running from the glum ribs drums the sun says dead says the little voice in your head so you wrote it all with poisonous lead so it's almost like feeling this toxic misery taking over you're left with nothing but to kind of project that into it so we all write and if you look at social media you could argue that that's digital lead and that a lot of people are just spewing this fucking bullshit left right and center hell i spew bullshit all the time i try not to on this channel i've been trying for the last couple of years to be proper but social media has been around a lot longer than i've been trying to be proper um 
I really like it. I feel like a world in division, war of attrition, we're also deficient, where are the victims? That's an interesting point too, because it is a commentary on everything that's happening. If everybody's a victim, because everybody's getting fucked left, right, and center, where are the real victims? That's a good question. I don't really know. I know that I'm probably less of a victim than a lot of other people, because Canada is one of the most blessed places to be on Earth. But like... All things considered, our, our shit's kind of getting worse too. Everything's kind of getting fucked up. Worship the warship that wards off the spirits. Sometimes reality is worse than the furies. That's another line too. I mean, if you look at the chaotic state of war as profit and fear as profit and how it's like having big guns scares away the monsters, but instead, what is that actually fueling? How are we destroying the planet? How are we fucking shit up? just to pursue this illusion of safety. I love the poetry, man. It's making me think about all kinds of shit. Um, chorus drops back in, and now you've had this whole context of like this toxic zombification of people going on. So when you get back to this, it's almost like, yo, y'all are acting like, like what I perceive happening is all sorts of groups of people, let's call this poor for the sake of this conversation, you're clearing your household income is under 100 grand. All of us is getting fucked just at different degrees but we're all getting kind of fucked so we're all mad at each other because like those of us in the lower middle class are gonna be like yo poor people we're gonna get fucking taxed even harder to deal with your shit and poor or people are like yo middle class people shut the fuck up y'all got nice shit that's true we do get nice shit um but like end of the day that's all we got we have no equity wealth like you can't enter the housing market it, we're all fucked okay we all we're all fucked in different ways is, is my perception of it so when i hear that chorus again it just really resonates with me again i understand privilege and class divides and all those other things i'm trying to say that i like the idea that this divisiveness is part of the toxicity that creates the dysfunction that allows for this shit anyway do as thou wilt tilt the flowers wilt that to me just made me think of how the planet's dying and how we all act in our selfish ways not really adapting or changing and then the planet kind of dies as a consequence and then i like how in the second verse because it flows through and at this point the beat kind of changes and it's almost like scene one is done and we have moved into scene two of this song and it's like a complete transition and it's beautiful sounding with the hauntingness of it i really like it bloody handprints decorate my room i'll never forsake my tomb it's a cave i was chased into it's okay when i break into so here it feels like there's a sense of guilt like he's a contributor to everything but he was pushed into this world it's not he was it's like he's a victim of the circumstance of the environment even though he's a contributor to the problem when he snaps and he can't handle it it's almost like this is what's supposed to happen so it's okay you know when i crave to escape this gloom encased in doom when the craven uh few cagey in a cage so the raven flew even if i suffocate from tasting fumes stay strained in the brain to the grave uh we don't stay in bloom that really is a great flow, the way he words it all. I basically kind of look at like we're all trapped and feeling kind of anxious and, you know, on a freedom level. It's maybe more of like a, a metaphorical for our soul freedom level. Like, here's the thing. I got a bunch of shit in this room, but let's say I wanted to go on vacation. I can't. If I wanted to go anywhere, I can't. If I wanted to really do all these huge things because of the culmination of maybe a lot of life choices, I am unable to pursue life to the fullest. I'm, I'm just kind of trapped. I don't feel like I'm in bloom. I don't know. I just, I really liked it. I really liked the tone he put on. Then you got Black Plague, Ring Around the Rosy, Pockets Full of Lint, because the Ring Around the Rosies is a song about the Black Plague, like a Ring Around the Rosy, because your, your hand over here would get all pink as a symptom of it. Um, they believed that a pocket full of posies would have kept it, but instead he goes pocket full of lint. So he, he juxtaposes it more into like our modern world, Black Plague, Fingers Around a 40, Watch Me Roll a Spliff. So it's almost like, check it, this kind of way that we're all, you know, dumbing ourselves down through intoxicants might be part of this black plague. If you stay sane, you'll be no better than a carcass with medicated cold eyes. If you make ways, you'll be the center of a target ready aims bullseye. And that's fascinating. So basically, if you keep your head down and do the normal, you're going to be fucking miserable and you're effectively a zombie that is self-medicated to a point of oblivion. And if you stand up and fight it, they take you out. That's kind of real yeah it, it does feel like that a lot in life it does feel like there's not a lot of change that can happen then he goes back and forth with the do as the flowers back to the black plague bit as the song fades out and overall it's just brilliant you're left with the sense that like you know our culture is a plague that is 
destroying us and there's nothing that can almost be done of it now if we go to like the idea of, a, of, of the modern conspiracy theorems and a bunch of other shit that we're searing floating around social media as people try to make sense of the chaos in the world it almost feels like our culture has manifested this state of delirium and it in fact is kind of a plague so i really like this song maybe maybe i'm gushing a little bit too much on it but i i really liked it and i gave it a five i i would definitely listen to this again it made my playlist of life is what it is next up is called hell is where the heart is so this track is about two minutes long and the beat produced by hellion and cancino is absolutely wonderful it's got like this more rock inspired sound i guess it's guitar and piano i don't know i'm really bad at remembering the instruments when i'm recording but the vibe really hit me and he comes at it so like differently like he has like a slower calmer uh tone it's just one verse it's two minutes there's nothing it's not meant to hook you per se it's more of like this ambient track so if we consider that we're following living in this reality of this plague it's almost like trying to make sense of it on this song so like life can be beautiful sometimes it hurts one day we'll return to the earth i'll burn into ashes turn into dirt circular patterns occur to learn what it's worth and it's like so life is cyclical but at the end of the day as much as it's beautiful and it hurts it's like we're all going to die and there's something maybe to learn from and maybe these cycles of life provide these opportunities to learn with each try and fail it still eats away at my iron will i have my pride like a lion's belt but either way i know i'll still feel and that's amazing that's again this honesty because i feel like here we're getting this such a humanistic point of view like he's not giving up He's learning from the mistakes and, and the past experiences that have taken place and each failure just kind of eats at you and you still feel pride as you try to hide it, as you try to learn different ways. But even if you try to be as cold as possible, you're going to feel shit. You're going to, you can't block the emotions, which is super honest, like lonely inside a crowd felt envy for a, a while now. Palm trees are fireworks to celebrate this dying place. Okay. I'm still healing from the cuts. When you peel away the blood, I don't feel the way I feel. Uh, I know some days, but I feel the way I love. Um, I kind of look at it like here he's he's trying to you know prosper in this and to grow and and to get past it so as much as there's this bleakness to it it's not completely nihilistic it's like you can get past it even if it's very hard even if it's painful you know uh even if some days you don't feel that way and other days you do uh forgive me when i'm not what i seem kiss me i'm falling to pieces i hurt all the people that need me i killed all the gods i believed in and i can relate to this too um i often use the metaphor of burning bridges because in my life it just feels like i burnt a lot of bridges with a lot of contacts and a lot of connections and it's just a lot of ashes that i look around and yeah there are still bridges left and there's all sorts of new bridges to be formed but you still see the scars of everything you've kind of done wrong but you've i find like i've hurt a lot of people that were good to me and now as i'm trying to become more of this redemption driven growth person um i relate to what he's saying here it just feels powerful you know it feels like he acknowledges how his actions have impacted others and wants to to grow past it i, I love the tone of this song like it's so inspiring it's completely like a, it hit me in a completely different way than the plague but i find myself equally as into this track um abandoned amputee alone and cold on a bathroom floor born below all the apple trees mourning for what you had before the sunset above is lavender i see phosphines when i rub my eyes these people walk past me like i don't exist anymore with these pictures distorted in my mind and this part it's like i can feel like the psychological trauma of trying to like get through the day after going through shit and as you're like sitting there and you look around and the world looks surreal you feel like oh, maybe you're high or something and people are people just don't know it especially like if you've had some kind of career you're trying to get buzz or something and maybe now people don't give you no attention maybe now it's harder to like connect with anyone or maybe it's in your social life and you used to be all buzzing and now it's like nobody calls and nobody cares and a lot of stuff can happen as you get older and start to evolve into something new overall i mean there's a bit more on the track and it just kind of kind of like leads it on this emptiness like with all of these pains he's terrified he's he's broken and we're you know let it be known that we're desolate destined to john is how it ends so it doesn't necessarily feel like he's going to win but it feels like he's trying to make it through and it just feels awful and desolate and with the title like hell is where the heart is it's like the more you have emotions and the more you feel the more life becomes like hell and i like that imagery i got it's a five it's a beautiful little poem
Next up, we have Pet Cemetery. So yeah, this track definitely has a vibe to it. Um, I like the chorus or the hook or whatever. Dead friends knocking on my window, huh? Guys said my body is a temple, huh? 22 pointed at my temple, huh? Y'all don't really know what I've been through, huh? So I kind of like the idea, like you're haunted by like dead friends, which could be like, you know, all the people you've lost in your life, all of the relationships, maybe literal death. I've been fortunate. Not a lot of people I know have actually died. Uh, and then the idea that God said your body is a temple. So as you're looking at death and the consequences of life and then considering how you're supposed to live is purity because, you know, God said your body is a temple. And then to respond to that, uh, you can point a 22 at your temple, meaning you have the power to destroy this temple or whatever. And you don't know what he's been through to get to the point where he wants to sit there and, and fantasize about the gun against his head. And I, I just think it's an interesting point. So that your body is a temple and you have a temple. Anyway, it isn't the most clever, but it is, again, from the emotional side of things really paints the picture as consistent with everything else we've heard on the album and i like how the second time he repeats it he stops it with y'all don't really know it just kind of like ends it like you know it's more of a standard phrase i'll be honest i had a lot more trouble paying attention to the verses to this i felt myself flowing but i felt myself just a little less interested in it and i'm not really sure why maybe it's because it was flowing in the way he did like he sounds wonderful over it but lyrically it's underneath the dirt nothing sunny from a coffin tongue split shells leave you bloody like a shotgun say you ain't a fake but you're funny when the cops come say you chasing paper but money's made of cotton so i like that it's kind of like him feeling a, a little more lashing out calling out i guess the fakes and whatnot I, that's normal but i really love the idea of how he calls out the logistics of how people are paper chasing and money it really is a cotton blend it isn't made of paper it's made of other shit i think money in canada is plastic like it's got a plasticky feel to it so like it's technically not made of paper he's got a really good point there and i never thought about it before but it does make all the paper chasers sound kind of stupid in my opinion unless those papers are documents reflecting bonds and real estate upon which those are valuable papers worth having sick although wouldn't they be pdfs now does people still need paper for that shit can't we just digitize anyway sick them like cruise ships okay nikita Khrushchevik. that's fine cold wars because that's a cold war bar he's a cold war guy i think he's a general getting so ruthless i'm nuisance riveted by visions of you dead get ri river sticks if you try to give me your two cents like that's a that's at least creative because river sticks is like where hades was at i think with the dead people back in greek mythology so you think you finna get killed and put on that that situation if you try to approach him with your opinion i also like when he says i'm not alone i'm a loner because that makes it more of a choice right being alone always kind of comes off pathetic like you're abandoned like nobody wants to be around you i'm a loner i don't want to be around people personally like there are people i like there are small circumstances and environments i dig but you don't like sit there and talk to people on the internet or the camera unless you're kind of a loner in my opinion there's not a lot of extroverts that pull this off unless they're maybe more the vlog line but with what i'm doing here you can tell i'm a fucking loner i, I like people i just like also not being around people a lot of the time all your shit's so mediocre hey that's fine i also like how he throws the a in like how he's just kind of mocking the mainstream rap with that shit i don't want to pose for your photos too fake fucking with a true blue great new king anyway does some uh cool bars from like street fighter and it just kind of ends uh that verse and it's got a great flow to it and i guess it's more like him attacking on this one i found it maybe harder to get into like the overall tone of the other tracks was more interesting vibe music like you haven't heard a lot of this this feels like horror movies coming for you i need great bars etc it's it's good second verse is pretty solid too put a bullet in your brain that'll open up your third eye smoking on a strain till i'm floating where the birds fly worm like searching through the dirt with a searchlight showing off my fans before they poke into nerves like live suicide on tv and the anchor drop so it's good it's creative it's horror-esque it, it flows through but at the same time this track felt more generic in terms of everything i've heard so far on the project and it was harder to get into because even the way he's coming at it here it's not it's again it's really well done and creative 
but it felt less like impactful as the other ones i'd heard i don't know if that makes sense to y'all but that's kind of how i felt with it i did enjoy listening to this song like don't get me wrong it's still good music i can honestly see how a lot of people might even pick this as like their favorite in light of the tone of what he's taking in light of the angle he took on his track compared to the other ones but i'm an emo guy what can i say i give this a 4.35 again it's really well made it is a plus it's just I had trouble getting into it as much as the other ones. But then again, I haven't even slept on it. Maybe next week, Pet Cemetery is my favorite track. That's how life can work sometimes. That's okay. We can move on with the album. Still two more to talk about. Let's talk Sad the Impaler. So I think what it is, is this one really reminds me of Suicide Boys. But that's not a problem because I kind of like this vibe that they give off too. Like I like the vibe. So maybe even he came first and Suicide Boys dragged his sound. I don't know the history of all of this stuff. What I can say is when I heard this one, it, it was more on the Pet Cemetery vibe of things where it's an extremely well-made song. But I personally connected to it less and therefore liked it just a little bit less than the other ones. But at an objective front, it's a really well put together song. Ginseng and Pricks do a great job on the instrumental and it's a cool vibe. Like this whole album, you could put it on and basically bop to and have a good time. And like, you know, you can play all 15 minutes without having to skip a track. So don't take it like I think this is bad. It's just when you talk about excellent and then you come to less than excellent. It just it's just less exciting than excellent that's what it is but it starts off devil sing when i go to sleep okay i guess uh you know it's it's safer it's or whatever i don't know enemies know it's open season so now they can come for him because he's sleeping cooked dope for the dopamine that's fair because dope elicits a dopamine reaction but gets people hooked so he's and it's, it's clever i guess let him sleep in their coma kingdom so i guess if you're hooked on the dope that's what's going to happen so you create the situation but also maybe it's the music and he's coming up with a way to to bamboozle folk i don't know it was nice but it felt more like this one was reaching than the other ones like i, I don't know maybe i'm just missing the point and the, then they got the verse because there's one longer verse and he's got a cool uh, flow to it but very choppy and static and again just a little less interesting to me than the other ones still well done still consistent i got a knife in my pocket want to meet it i can paint it with some blood want to see it so he's got this creepier horror-esque thing you can just picture him slicing his hand and writing on the wall i call it abstract expressionism looking like the exorcist i bet their heads will spin indefinitely like the devil's in them so he'll fuck you up with his crazy art and you'll look like you're possessed and whatnot okay it slays to the gills in place inside i'm gilded to raise it's night i don't feel a day raise get high i can't feel my face watch me fill these graves i'm sad the impaler so he's kind of a depressive anti-social Merkamal type guy and i like to play on vlad the impaler because he just made russian bars in the last track too uh so that's a pretty cool thing vlad took out a lot of motherfuckers so in a sense in his and vlad if, if i'm not mistaken a lot of it came from vlad's insecurities and low self-esteems and shit like that so in a sense he's taking on this depressive tone and that is the reason he has the fury and the ability to destroy all of his enemies and shit in a forest of my past selves chanting my name while these people wave goodbye always fanning the flame looking peaceful but inside only acidic grain like it was cortisol endorphins pumping through my corazon so that's a cool use of the word spanish i uh, think corazon's heart so he's basically he looks calm on the outside but he's a rage monkey coming through ready to take shit up because of all of the emotions he's been dealing with which is again consistent to what we've been getting on this album the state of delirium that's being described i do believe that he both feels these things but he's also painting a picture of what a lot of people are like a lot of these self-loathing miserable bullies that we're seeing kind of plague life these days um uh, I know the more I glow up now, the more I know I'm so alone. I could torture home whenever I'm in horror mode. A morbid, tortured soul, leaving blood on the interstate, doing drugs off a dinner plate till I drift away and say au revoir. I swallow playing like Ouroboros. Dead cops in my daydreams lately. They get shot when they make me angry. Cement blocks if you step to me. Come get lost in the entropy. Rest peace. That's cool because he didn't say rest in peace. It's like entropy. Re and then he's like rest peace. Like I'm gonna fuck you up. But I like how it's it's almost like capturing all this anger that's like course 
coursing through us and making us feel all this shit like there are a lot of people who just do a lot of drugs and feel a lot of manic things and feel a lot of rage and want to go out there and whether it's literal drugs or it's whatever escapist tendencies you have there are probably a lot of us that fantasize about killing cops and doing a lot of shit against the people who make us angry in our lives so while he might use his specific examples i feel like there's a generalization being made here that's worth making and i like the coining the term sad the impaler this was a cool song conceptually um overall i enjoyed listening to it but like i said it's a 4.35 because it's really good but just a little less good than the other ones in my little opinion anyway last one was a really cool concept so why don't we talk about eileen warnos so eileen warnos is a real person um i don't know if y'all remember the movie monster with christina ritchie and charlie's thornton i think her name is anyways i discovered i thought christina ritchie was hot in that movie i know she's she looks kind of weird but she's just freaking weird hot and I, I don't know that's what i discovered plus they have that like lesbian scene and i was like real young so you know before porn on the internet was easy you, you, you did what you could with what you could find i'm just describing my teenage life a little bit maybe too candidly but the movie monster describes this lady who is eileen uh Warnos, who effectively um is a prostitute uh she has had a really traumatic life like a lot of bad shit like all the bad shit that could turn someone into a prostitute happened like she ended up being like pregnant as a teen over bad situations type shit um but the thing that kind of led to her being a significant uh character in life is that she ended up murdering seven men through her exploits and she partnered with this lady and she fell in love with her and then if i'm not mistaken like the girl she fell in love with like betrays her on the stand and like sells her out and like it's like a really really actually we should, i should watch that movie again i haven't seen it in like a really long time anyway this song's based on her and the music video is like a lyric video where they used like all the court footage and shit from her like actually being there so like as you're hearing this tale of her told through the rhymes of mr uh sadistic you're literally seeing her face and this was the good beat made by dead angel that i mistakenly attributed to another song um, earlier on the beat kind of it goes a while like 30 seconds of just kind of ambient building and you can tell right away it's going to be sad and then it just tells the verse everyone knows she's too broken to fix always shedding her skin like a boa constrictor all of her tears turn to opals again all of her fears show as ghosts says in the pictures and i guess he's painting really well like how we see somebody like eileen i mean that movie does not make her look good. Like her whole life is traumatic. And I suppose you do reinvent yourself when you're on the run. And when you're too broken to fix, you are kind of ignored by society. And I don't know, like it just is, is powerful. Like it's a real empathy play. It's almost like the delirium of our society creates the circumstances that allow for a person like Eileen to go through what she went through and have the life that she did. Mine obsidian, so your mind's black eyes viridian green eyes how fucking cool is that though like how fucking great the abstract use of alternative color names to like fucking create a cool rhyme scheme cuts in half like a prime meridian which is what the prime meridian does because it goes through greenwich england and it cuts the world basically to east to west um blood and bath sign a primal lineage that's fair revolver past precious ice on skin again whoa all your bones smell like old photos why is your face froze on cold shoulders solo born to die like it was protocol floor disguise hides a rose's growth so i guess here is kind of looking at how blank and empty and desolate she is even though maybe she could have been something more beautiful um forcing his smile just to cloak the choking every time you spoke it's like you wrote a poem and again her depth her complexity all of the shit that was really jeeps there inside but then cigarette pigs cinnamon lips left a pin prick all alone with those skulls and poses it's art to some ardu arduous arsonist painful moments heart adjusted changes its tone stars compose and take their toll so it's almost like a way of looking at the perspective of what she did to some people i guess murdering abusive men who were trying to take advantage of you is an artistic access or her life is an art piece or her tortured soul is this even though it really just is a reality that she had to deal with you know you would do anything to regain control which is true she was really trying to escape and have like a cleaner life you know now wouldn't you death came quick from a wooded view holes in your head left from your own intact seven dubs flew from their open gashes so she killed seven people 
uh, spiderwebs drawn on broken glasses. You chose to kill while the silken new shapes or tear shape born to fear them. Awful feelings make the portrait dimmer. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, she made the choice to murder these people, to engage in this life. And when you look at that, it takes your already sad story and, and kind of makes it worse, you know. Your swords still pierce me with the horror when the horror lingers. They tied you down and made you the needle slide and crucified you like your Jesus Christ. Poison plunged until your secret dies and they bloomed inside me like a dream of mine. So effectively, I think he's, he's remembering her execution because um, there haven't been a lot of women that have been executed. So I guess it's super like significant when a woman gets executed and it's fucked up eh men seem to i don't know i don't want to go that that path right now but it's just fucked up the whole death penalty thing to me it's weird like i don't know especially for somebody like this or she did kill a lot of people but it is complicated like she absolutely was tortured she was a tortured soul um but i like how he ends it how like she dies and her secrets and her life and everything she knew goes away but it inspires almost this song in him so with her loss there is this blooming inside of him to create this art and i think that's an incredible idea i'm reading this uh book over here i actually have it we can uh, take a quick look see so it's the invention of murder now how the victorians reveled in death and detection and created in crime effectively it's um it's how murder and really heinous crimes like that influenced art and media and shit like that in like the 1800s guys like so effectively a lot of charles dickens work is retelling of popular murder tales through fictional characters entirely based off of these things in the same way of what sadistic did here with this very track so i thought that was super cool and then I like the outro bit, which is kind of, it just closes out nice. Eileen, 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 hiding from the high beams. Tell me how you'd find me. Still poison from the ivy uh, field. Never love how that's feel real. So it's like, how did he come across this story? Or how did he find this particular John that she was about to kill? Or, you know, poison from the ivy. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they killed her like that. With the, I don't know, it's cool. And then it's like poison ivy kind of get it you know like poison ivy is a dangerous thing anyway hiding from the and then it repeats it a few times i i really liked it i really thought this was an interesting song and the album on that was more fascinating than his aggressive attacking kind of tones it was more of like this empathy play so i give it a 4.5 um i thought this album was pretty great uh i thought it was fun to listen to it was short uh so i take that into consideration and i never count like eps against albums i think a high graded album is a far more oppressive accomplishment than pulling off six tracks where usually in a lot of albums there will only be six or seven dope tracks and the rest is less good so i kind of enjoy the fact that he funneled it down and gave us this amazing project and i gave it a 4.61 on five um as far as eps goes it's truly excellent it's truly great to listen to if you have not listened to him before and you're like me i would highly recommend this as like an intro project because it's a good taste however if y'all watching this want to to recommend a better intro project for him let me know because maybe that could be something else i cover in the future and uh sadistic if you're watching this and you want to do an interview or fans of sadistic hit the dude up tell him to come do an interview we'll have a little chit chat i would love to pick your brain and learn more about your creative process and how these things came to be for you and you got a lot of albums here I haven't checked them so a lot to learn on my end and uh, lots of potential reviews to come so if y'all like it hit that like button talk to me in the comments let me know you want to see more all that good stuff i'm looking forward to responding to you and having that conversation and yeah subscribe to the channel for more reviews and special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and scribble they're dope support what we do they get to tell us what albums to review so you'll see a couple of uh patreon requests are coming in the near future and uh they're helping us uh you know like there's a lot of big things that i have planned out or i'm trying to work on at the same time and one of those things that will make life easier is extra cash flow as we uh so i, I don't know by like 2022 i want to quit my job that's my goal now so that i can kind of dedicate my life to this creative side full time it gives me a couple of years to save and build so if you want to help me achieve my dreams woo and bonnie and chris anyhow we all appreciate you i make music myself 
If you want to check that out, I'm on Spotify. Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grind is my last project. I have a new single I've submitted to the peoples, and it should come out May 13th. And I look forward to telling you to pre-save that in the near future. Watch for it, and uh, yeah, follow me. I would really appreciate that. And on that note, I think I've talked long enough for today on this very episode. So live long and prosper, everybody.